This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right. We do a podcast every damn day, including this one, Al. What's up? Oh, hi, Jerry. I got an update. I'm sorry. I got a direct message on Twitter from a fellow. We uh, A couple of weeks ago, I, I read a message from him. He had uh, a penis problem that he reached yes, out I, about. I do remember this. He was the guy, I believe, he would have a little bit of uh, penis leakage mm-hmm. and was really thrown off that his penis was leaking. Yeah. He's like, I'm really not that old and you know, what's going on. So <clears throat> he he... This is the message I received. I wanted to give you an update on my penis. <laughs> do you get that often? Messages uh, like that? Not a lot, but I am. I do get some. Penis, Are you the penis whisperer? Yeah, I do get some penis questions because uh, people know I. I think about. I just you know, want you to say that again. <laughs> this message I just got. All right, here it is. <laughs> I wanted to give you an update on my penis. <laughs> I don't have a definitive answer, but what I can tell you is I have been on forty milligrams of Adderall. For about a year and a half, and everything I read says that it decreases testosterone and sex drive, so maybe that's it. Or it may decrease blood flow to the penis. Hmm. So I'm in the process of getting off of Adderall and moving into something different that doesn't have the side effects. What's so interesting, before you continue, is that everything in that documentary about how amazing Adderall was for focus and energy, never once did I hear any type of side effect about your sexual health. You know what's wild? So many drugs, side effect is sexual health. Terrible. Like, I know, like, a lot of, uh, they say that about antidepressants and um, anxiety drugs, I guess this Adderall situation. Wow. Then you've got to battle. Do I want to be... Happy? uh, Right. Do I want to battle my (laughs) depression and have no boners, or do I want to have boners but be not happy? What do you choose? (laughs) Jerry, you always choose boners. (laughs) Well, yeah, clearly you are pissed off every day talking sports, so that works. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, yeah, they gotta be able to fix these drugs, and then sometimes they get into these things where, and this is where you hear about people that are on multiple medications because yeah. they'll be like, "Okay, you're on this medication for depression, but it's hurting your boner, so we're gonna put you on this medication to battle that." And it's like, oh, now the pills are fighting each other, putting a lot of chemicals in your body. Yeah, I know, I know. It's tough, very tough. I've always felt very um, grateful that yeah. I'm gonna be fifty. 
in March, and I really don't take any medic- medicine yeah. at all. I mean, it's, aside from Advil. Yeah, I'm try. I got to get off this uh, acid reflux medicine, but I can't believe with the way you eat that you still. Deal I with know. That. It's I really it's is unbelievable. Like if you went on, like if you, and I'm not telling you to do this, but if you went, if you got off the medicine, yeah, now, and you had nothing but you fasted and just like drank water, and let's say the most basic foods, and I'm I forget your yeah. diet for a second. Let's say you just had water, uh, toast. And like romaine lettuce with no dressing. So there's no acids or anything like that. Maybe some romaine lettuce with some sprinkled shredded cheese yeah. or something. And that's all you ate for three days. Would you still have that? Mm, uh, probably not. I do think it's things like I do enjoy coffee, and that's a big one. Yeah, coffee's a problem. That's the, true. The other things they say, and I have found this too, like with acid reflux, even just cold water. If it's cold. See, I don't drink cold water. Cold temperatures, cold, hot. It's I, like so many things. I like, you room, like room. I like room temperature water. I do yeah. not like cold water. Never have. I could go both with the uh, water. I could go cold. I could go uh, room temperature. Sometimes in the machine we have here at work, we have a water dispensing machine, mm-hmm. like many people may yeah. have, that dispenses cold water yes. or hot water. Yep. I do half cold, a little bit of hot. A little more cold. No, I never thought to do that. Yeah. I actually literally fill up my bottle and let it sit for an hour before I drink yeah, it. Yeah, you try this, Jerry. You yeah. got to go cold first. Yeah, that's a good idea. Then the middle, yeah. hot, then top it off with cold. It's actually a very good idea. Yeah, it works. I will try that. It works wonders, dear Jerry. I'm sure. Now, today on the um, in the afternoon, Evan and Tiki are on the AM, and they are going to be doing a throwback show, meaning they're going to have like the old WFAN jingles and that sort of stuff. So this this came up in my thoughts, and then hearing, you know, we run commercials for sports betting. Yeah. And you've been here a really long time. Eddie's been here a really long time. I, I've been here like 17 years. I don't feel like I've been here a long time because <laughs> so many people have been yeah, here. Yeah. And I just, as the commercial was playing for the sports betting, I said to Eddie, I go, did you ever imagine a time in your earlier days at FAN that we would be running commercials and you would have the ability to make bets on games on your telephone, which no, none of those were around, right? The cell phone, I especially cell phone, not the um, not the ones with apps on. No, it. no, I didn't have smartphone when I started in '97. I had a cell phone, I had a flip phone, yeah, but I did not have a. You know, it's funny about even the smartphones. I remember in 2006 or seven. I remember driving from. Harvard to Dartmouth with Dallin Cuff, who was my partner with, at Columbia for the basketball. And I remember on the ride, he was on the phone, and he had a flip phone too. And it was when you had to go, you know, one, two, three to get C, and then uh, E would be one, two, and, you know, you'd write the words out with that. I remember, like, what are you doing? He goes, oh, I'm, I'm sending a message to my friend. I'm like, doing what? He's like, it's texting. And all I, I remember, we were in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of the mountains. And I just remember thinking, like, I'm getting old because I don't know what the hell this kid's doing. Now, I'm not that much older than Dallin, but probably. So in 19, so 2006, I was 32. He was probably 20. I was probably 11, 12 years older than him. And I felt really old. And that's the first I had ever heard of texting. So that was 06, 07. Yeah. So you're right. In 97, 98, it was a flip phone to call people. There was none of this other stuff. We didn't even have computers. We had no internet in the newsroom. At FAN? No. Yeah. 
There was one computer with internet, and it was in the stu- it was in the control room for the producer. No one else had it. But you could you could get breaking news on the news feed, which was like a printer, right? When news would happen, it would print out. Yeah, we had the AP, um, the Associated that would Press go back machine. And forth. Yeah, with news, you would like twice an hour, you would get like a news feed, and then there were alerts on. We had an internal computer system that would get AP alerts that would pop up. That was it. Yeah, and ESPN would be on. So like. If when Bill Belichick, we got that news today, yeah, that would have most likely come from where ESPN being on the TV. Probably the, ESPN News was always on the far, far left or far right. It was on one of the TVs at all times. Was ESPN News? But somebody had to be glancing up there, sure. making sure something was going on. But my guess would be something as big as this. We would have got an AP alert. Yeah, and then and then start calling people. We didn't have internet. So it wasn't like there was no Twitter. There was no nothing. It was, who do you know? Call Ed Coleman. You know, call who's the giant reporter. Do we have anybody up in New England? Call him. Yeah, because that's all I was doing this morning, you know, ever since uh, Monday when, when you expect the coaches to be fired. Just, just I had to just keep making sure that I didn't let too much time go between checking my Twitter feed. Yeah. Right? Yep. And uh, I, I saw the... Belichick thing pop up while Gio was talking about something else. So that mm. was, you know, fortunate. Got that very to, quickly. Yeah, we got that very quickly because yeah. it sucks if you're late on that. But yeah, I was just thinking about that and I was like, oh, they must have been like listening for the sound of the printer when when breaking news would happen. No, if I remember, and they would remember more than me, but if I remember correctly, it was the internal computer would give you the AP alert that would come up. Um, like we would, ha- we would have internal texting, like messaging. And so like if I had it, something for Spitz... But, you know, it's 11 o'clock midnight, and I thought of it. I could send Eric Spitz a message, and when he logged into his computer at 8 a.m., ding, there would be a message for me. That seems advanced for back then. But it was very, very basic. Yeah, basic. Yeah, it was was basic, yes. It was like the AOL chat. Yeah, yes, yes, very much something like that. But a corporate version. Yeah, similar to that, yeah. What other things, like I said to Eddie, like when you, like the idea when you were working here at FAN producing shows, the idea that, one, we'd be running commercials for betting. Two, that you'd be able to do it on a device you have in your pocket legally. Three, that the leagues themselves are involved would be pushing it as well. Like that is crazy. Is crazy. I was trying to think, like, what other things, in what other ways has WFAN and sports radio advanced that you would have never seen coming? Um. Hmm. Like, what about, I tried to write some things down because I was going to hit you spur of the moment here. That's a good question. What about things like um, being able to go back and listen to anything you want? Yeah. I mean, that's incredible. We always had that. We always had the archives, but they were on tapes. You had to go sift No, I'm saying for like a listener. What do you mean? Like for a listener to be like, oh, you guys had... uh, uh, Coach uh, Cower on this morning. I didn't hear. I'll, I'll go listen to it. Oh sure. Oh, the technology advances, of course. Because we first and and yeah. and this company and it this company was not the company that we are now. This is back when we were like Infinity Broadcasting. Yeah, sure. They never want. They never seemed, and maybe radio in general. They didn't want to advance, be in the <laughs> digital world at all. Yeah. And they did, and I can see why in some ways they saw it as competition, yeah. right? Yeah, so there was a company that came out early on. Maybe you remember it called Iata. 
Yes. You remember that? Iyada. Iyada. And it was going to be internet radio. Yes. And it was looked upon as a, a big competition. Right. Internet talk shows. Yes. But Don LaGreca left FAN to go be a talk show host at Iyada. And I don't think he wanted to leave. I don't think they wanted him doing both. But the money was really good. It didn't last long. And he wound up at ESPN Radio not long after that, I don't believe. But Iyata, I'll never forget that. Iyata, yeah, I remember mm-hmm. that. And so, yeah, you're right. I think I think bosses did look at it as like, what the, what is this? This is going to now impede on us now. And it really, it actually turned out to be part of us. Yeah, but that's funny too, thinking like if you back in the earlier days of FAN to think that we'd be telling people to listen to something else. Like, oh, like during this show, yeah. we go to commercial and we go, Hey, Tony Kornheiser has a podcast. Maybe you want to listen to that. For sure. And you guys come back and rewind and listen to us later. Yeah. I know. It is very different. As much as it's the same, because when I'm in the car, for me, it's still the same experience. I still listen to the station the way I used to in the car. Um, I don't connect to my phone. I mean, I I do if I want to listen to music, but I still listen to AM and F. Well, not even AM. I do listen to AM. I listen to uh, sometimes driving in if I'm not listening to McMonagall. Or if I'm not listening to 92.3, which is wins, um, I do. There's this guy called Frank Marano on 770. I like him as a change of pace sometimes. So my listening habits are very much the same as they were back in 1997 when I came here. What's different is when I'm home, it's not just the radio anymore. Now it is Alexa or it is your Spotify with your speakers and the Bluetooth outside. Um, Sitting at a computer is different. I don't necessarily just put a radio on like I used to. Now I will stream the fan in Dallas sometimes when I'm at home. I mean, that's different. Yeah, being able to hear out of town. Anybody, anywhere. And which is great for when people retire. No matter where you live, people retire to Florida and Texas. And, and yet you can feel like you're still yeah. living in New York. Right. You can you can listen to your local sports station. Yeah. You can watch your local baseball team. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can Mike, get... Let me ask you this question. Yeah. I, I mean this. Not that it's ever going to happen. If CBS Sports Network took this set and put it in a radio studio in Phoenix, Arizona, and we all moved out there and did the show at the same time, what would be different exactly? The only thing that would be different is your life experiences... Around here. Around here. So like right. with Geo running into traffic... Um, you know, sure. th- those sorts of things. But I think you gain the new weather. experiences. Yeah. And I know maybe it'll be a little different people hearing us talk about, you know, ran into a uh, rattlesnake on the golf course yesterday. <laughs> right. It, but it's a different, that's also still show topic that's still, yeah. you're still listening to us. And the point is, because of technology, you don't have to miss anything. Right. It's not like, and I'm not, this is not ripping on anybody here. It's not like any, but any of our hosts are out at uh, in locker rooms anywhere or out at, you know, uh, practices. And none of them do that anymore. They all watch it on YouTube the next day. Yeah. Like, what? that's another big difference from here. No one goes to games except for Evan. Yeah, that, that changed a lot as yeah. well. And I'm also thinking, too, like what we used to I, – I forget who Sal and BT were having on the other day. Sal goes to games, too. I should include him. That's true. And I was like, oh, I got to remember to listen to that. Then I was like, oh, no, I'll just get it on the the podcast afterwards. Mm-hmm. Another new way. Yeah. Like there were, there was a demand where you had to get to a radio or For stay sure. in your car yeah. 
or I used to even time things out to be like, I'll, I'll make this appointment for this because this show's on in the car. I used to, I knew Mike and Chris used to do the NFL picks at five o'clock on Fridays. And if I had anywhere to go, I was in my car at five o'clock for the league where they play. Yeah. Okay. I couldn't, that was awesome. But now you could be that. like, oh, I know they do that at five. Yeah. It'll be up by five 30. I'll just go listen to it. I can listen to it later. Yeah. It was in the past. You couldn't. It, with games, we're doing it now, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, mean, I I always say I don't, and I get, and it was different. So when Breen did this job and Warner did this job in this time slot with Imus, they weren't they weren't staying up and watching all the games. Breen a lot of times was calling a Nick game on the radio, and he would come in the next morning. The difference now to then with this job, and it's only really changed recently in the last four or five years. They had guys that got all the audio for them and wrote their scripts. Like, think about that. They would come in, and I was one of those people uh, at times. I would literally, Mike would come in, and he, would, he wouldn't come in until after. Remember, he'd be at the garden until 10 p.m. So he wouldn't get in until, like, my God, uh, 5.30, because his first report on IMUS was at 6.25. So he wouldn't get in until 5.25, 5.30, and he would come over and be like, what do we have? And I would, here you go, sir, we got these cuts, you know, and I would line them up for him, and they were all labeled. I would have a sheet for him, a rundown sheet. So then he would be like, great, we're going to do a dun, 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 dun. I would have to line them up and bring them in for Lou to play. And then he would be like, where are the stories? I would give him the folder with all the stories that he would go through. Would you cut he would, them out of the newspaper, the stories? Uh, I had to type up the stories oh, okay. from the newspapers is where I got them from. And that's how he would... Catch up on the news of the what happened. Yeah, and we also night. had AP had um, sports headlines. Okay, so I print those out for him too, and then he would circle what he wanted, and then from there he would write. He would basically write around all that, but he didn't have to come in and do any research. He came in, and what do I have? All right, I'll use this, 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 and then he would go on and, and perform it and do it. And they were also five, six, seven minute segments. They weren't twenty minutes. But now you come in. There's no one out here anymore. Like think how different that is compared to where we are now. My point is, it's it would have been hard to do this job now without the internet and without, because right. I, I couldn't, wouldn't be able to come in and watch a baseball game in a half hour. Right. You know, I don't know what I would do. I'd have to be here at 2 o'clock in the morning. It'd be, it'd be really hard. Yeah. And also all the different things now we can get just off the internet, right? And yeah. off Twitter and, and how immediate... I'm amazed how immediate this stuff is available when, like, let's say Sunday during the NFL games. Yeah. If if I'm watching the Jet game and I have to take my dog out and I come back in and the Jets had scored a touchdown, I go to the Jets' Twitter. There, there it, is. it is. Or how about this one? You go take your dog out, press pause on your TV. Yeah. It's unbelievable. You don't miss a thing. Right, then forward through the commercials, yeah. and you could catch up in no time. That's another cool thing. Yeah. So I think, a lot, yeah, a lot of things, well, that's the thing, like, with, with uh, all media has to adjust along the way. Yeah. But because, I always thought with radio in particular, it's there 24 hours, seven days a week, so the adjustments are gradual, right? When mm-hmm. you look over the time that you've been here, you can go, oh my gosh, look They're at all massive. these. Yeah, look at all these changes that were made. But but it it takes a long time to get from where you are to where you are now. Yeah, I think if Mike Francesa or Chris Russo nineteen ninety eight 
walked into this radio station today in a time warp, they would still do the same show, but they'd be lost as to what in the hell is going on <laughs> and some of the things surrounding it. Yeah. But, you know, but that's the beauty of this, too, is that the when you when you talk about turning the mic on, that part of it is still the same. Yes. But it's also different in that people, your listeners, I always think of this like the listeners have access to all of the news and all of the sound we have access yeah, to. Yeah, sure. The thing I, I have to try to keep remembering is that they don't have the time to sift through it all, which is why they're listening to it in their car while they're going from place to place mm-hmm. or work to home or... And that's when we have to give them the information yeah. or the reaction to it. So I, I think because I'm looking at it all day long, mm-hmm. I sometimes think, well, we know this already. We right, know, but they don't. They don't, right. And that's what I've always said to you, too. Like you would always say, could you imagine you know, doing Evan and uh, Craig or Evan and Tiki now at 2 o'clock? It's like we've discussed this all day. Yes, but there are people that might have woken up at 11 a.m. because they are night people. And they are just turning the radio on now. Or even with us, you got to repeat things because the guy listening at 6 a.m. is likely not listening at 8.45. You are. What's really funny happened today. So the Belichick thing broke. I forget what time. It was early. It was 7 o'clock maybe. It was early. Yeah, it was. You're right. It was I the first at 6.30. You're right. It was the 7 o'clock one. 7 o'clock. First segment is 7 o'clock. So maybe like 7.07, 7.10. And we talked about it, talked about it, and then we took calls. Where is he going? Everyone had their theories. Uh, maybe 15 minutes after that, a guy called up, and he goes, Belichick ain't going nowhere. He's <laughs> staying with New England. I go, no, it's it's already. It's done. He's going. He's like, oh. <laughs> so that guy didn't get that yeah. news yet. He didn't see the alert. But what, And why would he, right? He's getting up. He's getting ready for work. He's just hopping in the car. Yeah. We're discussing where guys are going. While I know that the 19-year-old wakes up and before they get out of bed, they, they start scrolling on their phone, a lot of people don't for a good... Like, I don't really get to my phone until I get here. Yeah. Aside to turn it off, unless there was a game... Like, I knew there were no games last night. When I woke up, I turned my phone, my alarm off. I didn't look at it until I got here. When there's a game the night before, first thing I do when I get out of the shower is I check the scores. Did the Nets win? Did the Mets win? What do I got to watch when I get in? But last night there was nothing, uh, and I wasn't really all that interested in St. John's and Providence. So, but there's a lot of people that don't look at that phone for a while before they get up. Will Will you Will you check when you first get up if it was a random Monday night football game? Yeah, unless it's a bad game, unless it's Titans Jaguars. Yeah, yeah, no, no, especially if it's an NFC game, a hundred percent. Because you're listening for either Blowout City or or something compelling. It, yeah, yeah, no, a hundred percent. Yeah. I just wonder how's it going to change in your next group of years here, well, Jerry. Like, what are what are the next big changes for sports radio? So Neil deGrasse Tyson says everything in twenty in year increments. Okay, to find significant change, which I think is about right. Two thousand to now, it's pretty significant the way things have changed. So if you were to be talking in twenty forty, how different it is? Yeah, man. I don't know because I feel like we're in a in a time right now where we are changing rapidly. Um, we always talked about the telephone was fine for a hundred years, and all of a sudden we get a cell phone, and then we get uh, a tablet, and then the tablet is a, now a phone, and the phone's a tablet, and, I, <laughs> and the phone is outdated two years later when yeah. you get a new one. I mean, my God, um, I, that's a great question. Yeah, I don't know. 
That'd be a good, that would be a really good question for Spike. Like if panel had, discussion. Yeah, like where do you think in 2040 what's different? Are there a series of one-hour shows, Al? <laughs> do we have an implant in our head that uh, neural neurolink is what they call it, where that we could just get all of our? Yeah, I don't think I'm into shows. that. Yeah, I'm not into that. That either, stuff but... frightens me. And I know you could say, well, I'm sure the internet frightened people too, yes. and I get that. But when you start talking about cutting yourself open or even microscopic, whatever, implanting, I don't I feel like we're starting to fool around with things we shouldn't be fooling around with. Yeah, once you start, like, yes, it's one thing to carry a cell phone around. It's another thing to jam it into my head. Uh, yeah. And it's now part, even like the, the glasses thing didn't work. Like, we never like Google glasses. Yeah. And I thought those were cool. Yeah, that it's just that that didn't catch on yet. No. Nor did the uh like the three D TV. People didn't have any interest didn't in that. Didn't even know there was one. A three D TV? Yeah, they were doing they were selling your to t- TVs. Yeah. Which could be three D if you would wear the three D glasses. Oh, who's doing that? Right, exactly. But that you know what's funny about that to me? Is you're gonna tell me in a in a in a in a conference room with smart people. No one stood up and said, hey, guys, no one's putting 3D glasses on in their living room. Right, when you're trying to relax. I mean, come on. Yeah. Like, I'm even surprised that the, what's it called, the um, the, the meta glasses? Yes. They look cool. I'm not going to say they don't. But the idea of spending $700 on these things like you're sticking binoculars to your face, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, yeah. It, I will say when the Apple Watch first came out, I remember Howard Stern talking about it, mm-hmm. and Howard Stern loves all the Apple stuff. Yep. Like he, he says he loves the new technology, the 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 phone, the tablets, all that stuff. Okay, he's like, I'm not wearing a watch, you know. He said, I, you know, and I thought the same thing probably because he was saying it. <laughs> he's like, I have my phone. The watch is just a smaller version of the mm-hmm. phone. Why do I want to be? But then, and then Gina got me one for my I think my fiftieth birthday. Okay. And I was like, ah, I guess I'll try it. And then the, once I have it, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, definitely this. I need this watch. Yeah, I believe it. So believe it. even though I had no interest in the watch, now I like that I could just quick glance and I don't have to touch my sure. phone, even though that really is nothing. And know. you know what it is? We're just, we're spoiled. Yes. And it's just another convenience mm-hmm. to cut away one little step. Right. And it is neat. I'm not going to say it's not. Is it necessary? No. Not necessary. No, it is not necessary. Not at all. Hmm. Yeah, I know. I know. It's definitely necessary, Jerry. It's not necessary. I need all the technology I can get. I do like when new technology comes out, and I you, you kind of try to predict like oh, no one's gonna, no one's going to use this, mm-hmm. or you go. Ooh. Have you ever been right about one where I thought no one's going to use it? Yeah, and it was a colossal failure. No, I do remember thinking the. But many people did the 3D TV. I was like, yeah. no one's got it. Not only that, it wasn't like you you a show had to be recorded in 3D in order for it so to work. So it wasn't like you get a 3D TV and all of a sudden the NFL games are in 3D. Everybody loves Raymond reruns are in 3D. Right? They weren't. They had to be put in that way. Yeah. So and the virtual reality to me isn't there yet either. Agreed. That, Not for the home consumer. Right. Uh, yes, that is true. The big thing on your head. Not only that, when you get done using it, even for a little bit, you're like your eyes are like it can't funky. be good for you. <laughs> no, it can't it be. Can't be. So I don't know. The one thing that I thought 
would have been gone already. And I know there are government mandates, and I yeah. know that. But just from the sheer electricity part was the electric cars. I really didn't think we'd see as many of them as we do. Um, and I again, I only say that from the idea of I don't see enough plug-in stations right. for everybody to have one. And if you don't charge it the night before, like, you got to go to work. What do you do? It's just not... I just find them to be very inconvenient. I know they're probably amazing in terms of never having to buy gas again and all that, but I don't know. It just, I'll come back to the same thing. The stop and shop has four of them, four. So if I go to stop and shop with the idea, oh, I'm a little low, I'll go shopping and I'll fill up while I'm in there. I get there and all four of them are taken. What do I do? I got to sit there and wait for someone to unplug. Right. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me, but or you go there, two of them are broken. The other yeah, two that are too. Or how about this? We've all gone on trips where we're not familiar with the roads. So let's just say you, Regina, has family in Pennsylvania, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So let's say you bought the Tesla or whatever Ford electric vehicle you want or whatever, and you find yourself on Route seventy eight heading towards Pennsylvania, and you look down like, oh crap, I probably only have about fifty miles left. You're in Pennsylvania. Now you got to start Googling electric charging stations? Uh, I, okay. Not only that, the it does take time to charge That's the what car. I mean, right. Yeah. It's not, so not even, a two-minute fill-up. Right, because people say, oh, you know, the, the Tesla in particular, they have the locations as you're driving. But they're not a million of them. Right. They're not as prevalent as gas stations. Right, and you, right exactly. And I you got to stop. And I always think, too, like, imagine, like, you think, uh, you're like, you know what? I'm going to charge my car overnight. It's I'm down to nothing. I'm yeah. going to charge my car overnight. I'll be filled, ready to go when I go to work. Then that night, you lose power. Lose power. What do you do? You get up. You go. I can't come in today. <laughs> you you can't. My battery's dead, and you can't jump me. Right. You honestly, you'd have to have a generator. Also, thought too, and I don't know how this works. Let's say I have a a Tesla, and I have a, and I have in my driveway, I have my own plug. Yeah. You get the conversion kit, and you do yeah, it. Yeah. Conversion kit. Get it. And, like, some punk teenagers come by and they just unplug me. Yeah. They just go around the neighborhood unplugging. Why would that not happen? Right. I wake up, I'm unplugged. Yeah. Especially where, you, especially where you live. Yeah. Because you're in an area that's, I mean, especially in the summer, God knows what's going on at midnight. Oh, yeah, there's people wandering around. I mean, it. that's... Yeah, now I'm getting unplugged, Jerry. I agree they're great products, Yeah. but I don't agree that they're practical yet. Correct. So, hence... Hybrid for me, probably next. Yes. I still like that idea. The non-plug-in hybrid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. That's a great idea. Oh, yeah, no, I want half gas, but I want to be able to use the battery and turn the gas off and get 60 miles per gallon and cut down on the gas consumption. Absolutely. I'm with you. I am with you, Jerry. Let's do the warm-up program. Right. Tomorrow's Friday. We got cool games for NFL Super Wild Card Weekend. See you Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, why don't we do this on a Thursday, a couple minutes after five? What is up, the Eddie Schizzeri, Minnesota? Mm, memories, memories, memories. And of course, across from me, his name is Al Patrick Dukes. What's up? Oh, hi there, Jerry. Um, I was seeing uh, yesterday as I was uh, scrolling through my Twitter, listening to uh, Evan and Tiki. Yes, I'm going down that rabbit hole, Jerry. I'll <laughs> soon be exploding about too much sports talk. Right, which you do to yourself. I do that. I saw that um, Pete Carroll. That was a weird one to me. The I Pete was Carroll stunned, thing. actually. Not only was it stunning, but they go, um, Pete Carroll, he's not going to be their head coach for the Seahawks, but he's going to have an advisor role. Yeah, no, he's not. He's going to be the head coach of the Chargers. Yeah, because then he came out and he goes. He has no interest in not coaching. Correct. It was the whole thing about mutually parting ways, and then he gets up there and tells you how, no, I told him, I'm ready to go. <laughs> and yeah. then at some point, he does use the words that we mutually agreed to stop doing this. But if you listen to him, I mean, talking about the passion he's got, the energy he's got, can't wait for what's next. And if I'm the Chargers, I hire him today. He is 72 years old, Jerry, and he said, I'm freaking jacked. Yeah. I'm fired up. I'm not tired. I'm not worn down. Yeah, I know. I can't believe that guy's 72. It's unbelievable. He looks great. Let's do a documentary on that. what that guy's eating. I think you could. Why don't we do that? I think he has a lot of sex. Really? I do. <laughs> you seem stunned. I do. I am stunned. <laughs> you think that's what he's got going on? I think he eats well. I think yeah. he exercises, and I think his love life is thriving. He, I mean, he was gushing about his wife and his partner. And oh, really? You know, what a big part. What does she look she like? Play. I have no idea. What difference does it make? Oh, if he's in love with her, who cares? <laughs> Watch. Pete Carroll. I was going to put wife. it in. She's 38. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> her name is Glenna. Glenna, yeah. yeah. Let's see what she looks like, Jerry. Wow, that sounded mm-hmm. creepy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder if he was married to her when he was the Jets head coach. Uh, he was. Um, uh, yes, they got married in 1976. Well, that's awesome. Good for the 1976. What? Holy crap. They got married in 76, Jerry. This guy's not having lots of action. Why? 1976, He Jerry. found his life partner. Let me do the math on that. 86 is 10 years. 96. That's 48 years ago. I only know that because I'll be 50 this year. Oh. Yeah. I was born in 74. You know, I normally think these dudes are doing testosterone, but if you do testosterone, you look like Joe Rogan where you're all jacked up, your muscles are... He doesn't have muscles pumping out. He's just an in-shape, thin... He's just... He looks like an athlete. I want to follow that guy around. Let's do... um, 
the next uh, time they do uh, hard knocks, either in season or pre, whatever team Pete Carroll goes to, let's just follow him around. I love it. Absolutely. I would love to follow him around for a week to see what his, what his routine is like. Now, again, I think a, a large part of it is he's never standing still. Yeah. But the funny thing is like a lot of times coaches, especially older coaches, that's not a healthy lifestyle. Sure. Like he's been doing a long time. They normally get large and in charge oh. because they're eating bad foods. They're ordering pizzas and late not sleeping. In the office. Yeah. And not sleeping. That is very true. This I mean, guy he looks seems like. seems to be the outlier here. He looks like a cornerback. Yeah, he does. He does. You think- I just, I hate it. I, I was really surprised. And also, from everything you read, like they're set up, they've got a lot of young talent and they might be ready to go. Again, quarterback plays a big role in this too, but. You know, it's not like they've been a bad team. I mean, even this year, they're middle of the pack. They weren't two and fifteen. They yeah. weren't fifteen and two. About a five hundred team. They were a game away from the playoffs. Yeah, and you can make the case that the quarterback play took a step back this year from last year. But they were right there, still playing for a playoff spot in week seventeen or week eighteen or whatever the hell it's called. So I don't know. I, I was I was I don't know if I was more surprised by that or the Nick Saban thing. Both yeah. of them came out of left field for me. Do you think if I lined up a wide receiver, um, not in pads, this is like shorts and a t-shirt mm-hmm. i line up a wide receiver pete carroll lines up as he's gonna run right by him. he's 72 Jerry. he's gonna run right by him. no no i'm i'm the one trying to run by him he's he's oh, you, oh if you i think yeah, you, wide if receiver. you if you've got a wide receiver and no no, up, no no i'm oh. wide receiver pete carroll's <laughs> corner no no you're <laughs> i give him a couple moves i got boomer floating me a pass what, awesome. what's the phrase he'd be all over you like stink on crap is that right <laughs> yes he's 72 jerry i've got uh you would have 18 years you on would him. have no or chance something. 18 years more no than chance that. yeah like literally no chance hmm I suppose. <laughs> Although I'd love to see it. Well, that leaves now. Now we got Pete Carroll in the mix. Yeah. We've already had Mike Vrabel in the mix. Mm-hmm. They're still thought that we're going to get Bill Belichick in the mix, and every and and the prime spot seems to be the Chargers. Well, you because, just said because Justin Herbert's there. Let me ask you this: What if if you're the Chargers, Jerry? Yeah. And Pete Carroll calls today, and he goes, "I'm gonna uh, come char- come uh, coach your Chargers. Yeah, you're hired. You got to let me know today. You're hired. Bill Belichick. For you're him. hired." Really? I don't even wait. You're hired. That's a guy nice. that from the outside looking in, and even when you listen to, you know, like a guy like Richard Sherman and the others, I'm pretty sure um, they loved playing for him. He's one of those high energy, the players can You heard what he was talking about. This is the players league. You guys don't understand how much they do when we have to recognize them more. I mean, I think we recognize them enough, but he's a guy that players will run through a brick wall for. And I think if you're missing that one piece, and it's a big one, the head coach, I wouldn't, as great as Belichick has been, I would hire Pete. I would have hired him already. Wouldn't even have waited. So you would take, what if um, what if you're the Chargers and Mike Vrabel calls today? And he goes, I would I hire Pete Carroll. What order would you hire? Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll, then <laughs> Vrabel or Belichick. Oh, that's a good one. I would have to go Belichick yeah. and then Vrabel. I still, I don't know why. I still think if Belichick's not in New England, and I think he's going to be, I think he goes to Washington. I do. We will see, Jerry. Yeah. Pete Carroll will be perfect for the Chargers. He's a West Coast kind of looking guy. Think about how it went when he was there with USC. Like he, he was the toast of that town. He'd love to be tan year round. So he could return to Los Angeles. It would be like he's coming home. And now go try and win with a Chargers team that is overlooked, never thought much of, and and a team that's got a lot of talent. So have they hired him yet? Not yet, Not yet, okay. 
Although they're in a different time zone over there. It's yes, it's two oh eight in the morning. I'd be on the phone with his agent right now. <laughs> Leave him a message. I would text him out. Yeah. I want the hey, LA Pete. Times to have the headline Pete Carroll, new head new Chargers head coach. Hey Pete, when you wake up, hit me up. <laughs> Here's my number. Right, exactly. And then as you mentioned, Jerry, we also uh Nick Saban retired. Yeah, this but he's one, retiring, it seems like this he ain't blew going me anywhere. away. It it does and it doesn't uh surprise me. So I'm getting my hair cut, you know, I'm a prime barbershop yeah. yesterday. And uh, my barber, Phil, goes, how about Saban? I'm like, what about him? How about him? He's like, oh, you didn't hear? I'm like, no. It's like, he retired. I was like, what? Like, Nick Saban retired? Like, out of uh, completely out of nowhere. Even, I forget. There was one of the other coaches. I forget who it was. One of the conference coaches. They had a um, a head coaching Zoom yesterday where all the coaches. And he was in. Uh, Saban was in on it yesterday morning at 11 o'clock in the morning. And then I guess sometime in the afternoon he quit. Listening to A.J. McCarron. It makes sense when he had talked about having the conversation with Saban recently or listening to Saban talk about the state of college football. The NIL is a problem. The transfer portal is a problem in terms of coaching. You don't know who's going to be on your team from year to year. It's like free agency every year. And it sounds like at this part of his life, eh, you know what? I've won enough. It's enough. Time to get out. It's a lot, man. I will tell you, it is a lot. Mm -hmm. Not like it used to be because it's, you know, not only do you have to get the players, you have to get the players. Now you've got to make sure the payers are play, are paid properly from whatever fund it's coming from or whatever endorsement they're going to get. Then on top of that, you got to make sure they're not getting plucked by a dozen other universities that are going to offer them more. Then the season ends. Were they happy? Were they not happy enough? Was the playing time good? If not, guess what they do? See ya, transfer portal. Like, it's too much. really is. Yeah, too much transfer portal. NIL money, he don't want to deal with it anymore. Well, did he go to the NFL, do you think? It's interesting you say that because it did not go well with him in Miami. Would was that you his agree only, with that, Eddie? It was a mess, right? Was that his only uh, stop in the NFL? As far as, head as I coach? know, he didn't coach anywhere else in the NFL, did he? He did? No, just the Dolphins. Just Dolphins. Not as a head coach. He was right. the D.C. for Belichick in Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm talking as a head coach, Dolphins only. Who was his quarterback you, then with the Dolphins? Oh, do we I know? I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I'm I don't that. know. Straight up, Jerry. What I do know is usually your second time around is better. Not all the time. So that's an interesting one. The question would be, and he's got energy too. I don't know how old Saban is. Would he want to Also 72. 72? Would he want to do that and try it again? I don't know that he would. I don't know. Yeah, just go relax. Well, he'll go, he'll, Someone will put him on TV. Enjoy your money. I'm trying to see who his quarterback was. It was only one year, wasn't it? Or was it two? Two. Two years? He was not. He didn't have Chad Pennington year. for that one year, did he? Didn't Pennington go to the Dolphins for one year at the end? Or am I making that they up brought in my in, head? Uh, no, he, he did. He did, but I don't think he... It Saban. wasn't Saban? Come on, I, I, the years just blend to me yeah. right now. Seems like he wanted Drew Brees at one point on the Dolphins. Well, everybody wanted Drew Brees. And that didn't happen. Any idea who he had? Nope. No. <laughs> I Googled it. I looked at one story. It was written very poorly, Jerry, and I well, didn't know what they were right. talking about. Hold on. I can find out for you very quickly. I just love to hear old quarterbacks. I Yes, I and What understand. year was that when he was a Dolphins? So he was there longer longer than I thought. It was 2005 and six. I thought it was... Um, I don't know why. I thought 2005 it and yeah, 6. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Dolphins roster, 2005. So let's start there. You there you go, Jerry. I like that. Yeah, that's well, that's how you That's do. the proper way to do it. I tried finding it buried in an article. No, no, no. We're not going to try and find anything buried in an article. Uh, I see Gus Farratt. Gus Farratt. There's no why. way he was the starting quarterback, was he? 
Come on now. All right, here we go. By position. Let's do it this way because this will be easy. Oh, God. No wonder why he was two years and out. A.J. Feely, Gus Ferrat, and Sage Rosenfels were the quarterbacks in 2005. Oh, what a lineup, Jerry. I mean, you got to be kidding me. That's what he had? See, no wonder why. Hold on. Now, let's, now, I know they didn't like him anyway, but still. Let me check 2006. Maybe he went and got someone else because that's awful. Wow, I don't remember this at all. Could you tell me right now who their quarterback was the following year? I'm talking to Eddie because he's a Dolphins fan. I don't know the years blend. How about this? Eward? Uh, no. In 2006, the quarterbacks on the Dolphins roster, I, Dante Culpepper. Yes, I remember that. I don't. Sure. Joey Harrington, the old Lions quarterback, and Cleo Lemon. Cleo Lemon. Oof. What do you suppose he's doing these like, days? Like, that's what they had? Culpepper, that's at the end, right? Yeah. Yes. Well, it's funny when oh. I was uh, thumbing through this article to find that out, and I kept seeing Dante Culpepper, and I was like, I am not saying that out loud because then I'll be mocked because <laughs> there's no way that is true. It is true. Yeah. How about that? The old Viking. Man, that guy used to sling it for the Vikings. Yeah, I don't know how he slung it too well for the Dolphins, but that's... Um, eh, so Nick Saban's out. He'll stay retired. I would think so. Pete Carroll will go somewhere else. I will tell Mike you, Vrabel too. Mike Vrabel somewhere else. These are some bad teams. Like, if I gave you... I couldn't even tell you who was the best wide receiver on this team. All right, they had Wes Welker, but I don't think Wes Welker was what he was until he went to New England, Correct. I don't believe. So I see Wes Welker here. I'm going to just read you off the wide receiver names. You tell me if this scares anybody. Marty Booker, Chris Chambers, Derek Hagan, Cliff Russell, and Wes Welker. Yeah. That Chris I, Chambers out of Wisconsin. was okay. He, he, yeah, right. But not like there's no A.J. Brown there. No. There's no star wide receiver. There's just, wow. And the only Cliff that was a good wide receiver, Cliff Branch. Cliff Branch. I knew you were going to say that. That guy was awesome. <laughs> but yes. the Raiders. So I, to answer your question, I don't know. I, my guess is he goes to TV, or he just retires and plays golf. Who yeah, knows? he'll retire. All right, but we'll see uh, Pete Carroll and Mike Vrabel somewhere else, and maybe uh, Bill Belichick somewhere else. And that's got to come down soon, you yeah. would think. I mean, today's now Wednesday. We're three days out. They supposedly met Monday and Tuesday, I believe. This Belichick? I think so. You had uh, Ryan Poles meeting with Matt Eberflus Monday and Tuesday. This is another one I don't understand. I don't get this. You're going to keep Eberflus, but you fired the offensive coordinator and four offensive assistants. So what Maybe are, they were hoping he quit like a Wink Martindale. He's not quitting because he's the head coach and he's probably making a lot of money. So you're so if you keep Justin Fields, that means you've got to bring in a new offensive system that he's got to learn, which sounds like a mess. But if you go get a new quarterback with a new offensive system, with a coach who is basically on life support, if they don't play well, he's out, and then you're going to have to bring in a new coach and a new system for the new. I yeah, very weird. I mean, just well, start fresh. Too. If you're gonna if you're gonna fire all those guys, fire everybody and start over. Correct. So very bizarre, really. And we did finally get word that Wink Martindale is gone now from the Giants. Well, I think we all thought it was a matter of time at that. Yeah, point. matter of time. Yes. So he's out. So he's out. So he re- it. So he resigned no yes but no they came to a agreement with no restrictions he can go where he wants but they're not paying him either i would doubt that they're my guess would be that's the give and take yeah 
we can, we'll part ways, contract's over, and you can go wherever you want, I would think. Unfortunately, with all the editing I've done in the first hour, I didn't get a chance to read the story, so I don't know. Well, he must seem super confident that he's going to get another defensive coordinator job this season. He'll get a he'll get a coordinator job because he left three million dollars on the table. Yeah, no, he'll That's get a, big cash. He would definitely get a job, I would think. Hmm. I mean, they did do a good job defensively this year. Were they great? No, but they were a good defense. I did look. He's uh, sixty years old. Okay, I thought he was older. He carries himself an older man. He's got a hard look to him. Like yeah. He's been right. through. He's seen some stuff. Yeah, he looks like a. He's weathered. I was gonna say like a midwestern tough yeah. forest guy. He's definitely <laughs> stuck a pitchfork in one of those big things of hay and bailed it. <laughs> he, he might have at some point. Yes, he definitely pet cattle at some point. Been a long career in football. Yeah, and plus when he was younger, he was a game show host. So I mean, you think about the two careers right, the he's two had. Two things. It's pretty, completely pretty, different. Pretty crazy. Completely yeah. different. All right, first break of the hour. We'll get you quickly to Boomer and Geo at 6 after Al tells you something very important. All right, table for four. Yes, please. Nice to have you with us. It is Thursday. It is Al and Jerry until 6 o'clock. There's a lot going on. It's... um. No, it's funny. When I saw the schedule, I saw nobody was playing except for St. John's last night. And I'm thinking, oh, man, I'm like, I hope we're, we'll have NFL sound, of course, because it's a playoff week. But I'm like, it's going to be thin. It is less than thin. There's so much a lot crap going, on. going on out there. Yeah, there's a lot happening. It's a lot going on. Jerry, I, uh, you know, with Mike Vrabel being uh, let go by the Titans, you know, there's a few different stories coming out about it. So I'm, uh, I actually was sitting on the toilet at the time. I was scrolling through. News. Don't need that visual yeah, I just, right now. I was just going to tell you. Why I, didn't you just say I was scrolling through news? Eh, I don't know. I for whatever reason, you doing that anyway all day. For whatever reason, this feels like an important part of the story. Okay, it's not. But I see a headline. It says Nashville radio host. Okay, shares heartwarming story about Mike Vrabel. Okay, I said, oh, that's very nice. Well, very nice. So I click on the story. I start reading. Uh, uh, this uh. Sp- this radio host in Nashville needed help with her charity. Okay. And she reached out to the Titans to say, hey, is there a player that might want to come over? Sure. Mike Vrabel will do it. That's great. What kind of charity was it? It was... Uh, that got lost in that got lost. the story? Okay. Charity, it starts like with an L, like lupus or okay something. And I go, I bet this is a beautiful woman. Because we do things for beautiful women. I checked, clicked, beautiful woman. <laughs> I'm like, I knew it. <laughs> if this was me or Jerry, Mike Vrabel wouldn't come running over. Don't have time. <laughs> Don't have time, yeah. I was like, man, these beautiful women, they got it all, Jerry. What's her name? Kayla Anderson. Okay. Nashville radio host. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll do it. I'll come right over there to help this charity. Now, maybe he's yeah. a very, I'm just saying where my brain went immediately was, I bet this is a beautiful woman. And then there it was. She is a beautiful woman. Yes, she is. Do you think he Googled her first before he <laughs> agreed? Well, let me ask you this. Did you Google her I name? Did. Immediately. <laughs> oh, that's Man, funny. beautiful women have it all, Jerry. Yes. They've got the world. Yeah, she does. They've got the world. Yes. And it's best when they don't acknowledge that. Yes. You know who's nice? You know who's really nice? <laughs> Everyone with a penis. <laughs> 
just the nicest. <laughs> Yeti and I used to love that. Where we'd have oh like um, the s- swimsuit models come in, <laughs> and Eddie and I'd be chatting them up before they'd go on the air, uh, and we'd be like, they'd be like, we'd be like, oh, have you ever met? Uh, we would just say, oh yeah. yeah, he's so nice. Oh really? Because you're a Sports Illustrated swimsuit model. Yeah, what do you think they're gonna yell at you? <laughs> <laughs> be mean to you? Oh my gosh! Oh, that's funny. What we, a I have a new pod- You can listen to her podcast. I bet I can, Jerry. The press- that's what I'm talking about. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good over here. <laughs> Maybe you did listen to it already <laughs> and amused yourself. <laughs> the Press Pass Podcast. Press Pass Podcast. Yes. Hmm. She's the host. Uh, I didn't check. Does she work in sports radio down there? Or is she like I a, would think so. It says 105, 104.5 The Zone. The Zone. Oh, yeah. It's definitely. So I would think so. There's the certain um, named stations around the country. There's The Zone, The Team, The Fan. Yeah, sports radio. The Zone. Yep. There's actually a sports radio station in Alabama called The Ump. The Ump? Yeah. Come <laughs> and their on. logo is a cartoon umpire. Okay, that's reaching. <laughs> I mean, come W-U-M-P, on W-U-M-P, The Ump. I like the. I do like the... Uh, the Fan is obviously, to me, the yeah. best one. But I feel like I, they ripped us off. All these, like, The Fan in Toronto. Well, Wait. weren't they started by, like, CBS Radio back in the day? I don't like, know. weren't they us? I'm not sure. I, I'm not I sure either. I think the second one was IP, I believe. Okay. Yeah. And they just went with WIP. WIP. That's what they had. The two I like, the two other names I like other than the fan, Dallas has the ticket, oh, which I think yeah. is cool. Yeah, it's a good And one. the game. Yeah, the I like game. that one, too. The, the ump is stupid. You're in the zone, 104. And the zone's good. Yeah, the zone's yeah, a good fine. one. fine. In Tampa, we were the team. Yeah. Eight don't, 20 of the team. Yeah, I don't care for that. Because you're not. Oh, and then down there in Tampa, they also had, there was a couple stations around the country. The Sports Animal. Yeah. That one doesn't do it for me either. Yeah. All right. I like The Zone. I'm, uh, and the Zone's the game, okay. The game yeah. is a good one. The game, the ticket, yeah. Yep. Uh, good news, Jerry. We don't have to hear from Pat McAfee or Aaron Rodgers anymore. This is a weird one, though. I agree. This is very it's odd. very strange. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm not happy today. Yeah, me neither. I would be like, dude, <laughs> what the hell is this? Pat McAfee is... Pumped, Jerry. Yeah. Pumped that the Aaron Rodgers appearances are over for the season. Quote, there's going to be a lot of people that are happy with that, myself included, to be honest with you. He later tweeted, I'm rather certain that nobody wanting to come hang out with us, no one's wanting to come hang out with us to hear about politics. The what? By the way, the only thing that makes news about that show is Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, pretty much. Same with Jimmy Kimmel. They both going to be upset. They, they they both want Aaron Rodgers to go away. But nice to hear from you. We'll never we'll not hear from either of you two again for quite a while. Well, the one thing about the McAfee show that, from any time I've ever watched it, um, it's a hardcore sports show. Like they're that's not this isn't what they do. I mean, when Aaron Rodgers would come on, yeah, it made headlines when he's talking about a darkness retreat and the aliens and COVID-19 and Dr. Fauci and and all that stuff. Um, And, you know, that's where it kind of gained head. But if you you watch McAfee, they have former players, current players, coaches. um, They go deep into college football. Like, that's a big-time sports show. See, I would not know that as somebody who because doesn't you don't watch it. Watch right, and only I read about it, and yes. it's always Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but that's not at least from my understanding from the times I've watched it or listened to it. That it's really a sports show. 
Know what we need Aaron Rodgers to do instead of uh, going on McAfee next season? Do what uh, that dude on the Cowboys does. Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons. Do your own thing. Solo. Yeah, you could do that. He definitely could do that. Or I'd call up uh, Nashville radio host Kayla Anderson, <laughs> see if she wants to do a podcast together. <laughs> see if Aaron's available. Yeah. Matter of fact, he'll be on next week. Yeah, see uh, her, he and her and Mike Vrabel are going to get together and do a podcast together. Our new guest on the Press Pass podcast, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. He'll He's be gonna... on every Thursday. And we're not paying him. Yes, we're not paying him, but he don't care. That's the other thing. McAfee said that so... We talked the other day that this was his last appearance, and we just thought because that's what he was scheduled for. McAfee said, or someone wrote, he was scheduled through the Super Bowl, the, the Tuesday after the Super Bowl, and they just said, we're done, and they're paying him. Mm. But then said he'll be back next year. Yeah. I feel like I feel like when you say oh, he'll be back next year, that's knowing, oh, we got so many months that we could Perhaps, figure this out. But if I'm Rodgers, I'd be looking for someone else now. Me too. Or do what you said. Do my own thing. Go find a host, and me and him will just do our own thing every week. Yeah. I don't know that Aaron Rodgers... Like, Michael Parsons has a lot of energy. I don't know that Aaron Rodgers wants to sit there and talk by himself for 40 minutes. That is very difficult, what Not Michael easy. Parsons does. Yeah, it is. But he is so locked into the league, it's easy for him because he can take five minutes on, like, each team or each game, and then an hour goes by like that. If you know what you're talking about, he does. Like, he's yeah. into it. And he is high energy. Aaron Rodgers is not a high energy... No, talker. He's, yeah, he's actually boring. He is boring. But he says a lot of interesting things, which keeps your attention. Right. His speech pattern is boring, but we enjoy alien talk. Right. We get locked theories. in on that, on those things. Yes. Yeah. Right. Rob Sala was asked about Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, where, when did he talk? Uh, like, did sure. someone catch up with, like, do we, I don't even know. I, I kind of feel, I felt like he was at a, uh, oh, I know where it was. It was on uh, his uh, weekly radio appearance. Oh, all right. Because I was going to say, we have no audio of this. Yeah. Okay. And he said, uh, he was asked if uh, the Aaron Rodgers going on Pat McAfee's a distraction and blah, blah, blah. What do you think he's going to say? He wrote, I prom." he said, I promise you, nobody really cares about what's said on the Pat McAfee show. That's kind of insulting. Uh, if you're McAfee, yes, but if you take it the way he meant it, probably, he's talking about the Jet players inside those walls. Don't hear it. Don't care about it. Right. It's merely for us. Right. We we yeah. as the media people now, suck I, it up. I do think it can be a bit of a distraction if he is talking about his teammates and says something in a way it wasn't meant to come out. It does, But that can happen just with the regular media, too, I suppose. But when you're on there for an hour, there's a greater opportunity to say something the wrong way or have it implied in a way you didn't mean it to. And all of a sudden they got to answer questions about that now on Wednesday when they go in and meet the media. So it can be a distraction, but bottom line, go win games, be a football player and none of it matters. Then the other weird thing is uh, this happened on uh, Twitter yesterday as well is uh, that Taylor Lewin, 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 Taylor Lewin, Taylor Lewin was uh, criticizing. Well, he, he was, well, he was saying good things about. I didn't see this. Mm, I'm trying to think. I who... saw the headline. I didn't have a chance to get to it yet. Oh, I think he was talking about uh, Perhaps Vrabel. Take a break, maybe. And... Yeah, because I'm going to screw it up. <laughs> I had I'm surprised you have not brought up Stephen A. Smith and I Jason am. Whitlock gonna, yet. I'm going to do that next. That is, And I got the audio. I'm going to get this straightened out, Jerry, during the break. Okay. Because I want to see who he was talking about. But Wasn't it about a jet coach? Well, it ended up being about a Jet. Oh, okay. It ended up being about the Jets' offensive line coach, Keith Carter. Okay. 
Taylor Lewin was saying something about it was either Mike Vrabel or something where they were on a coaching staff together. Mm-hmm. They said, blah, 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 did a great job, except for Keith Carter, who nobody liked. And then both Brees Hall and Mackay Becton responded like 100% facts, uh, laughing emojis. Really? Yeah. And that guy's still on the staff of the Jets. Oh. Yeah. That's not a good look. <laughs> That's not, delete, may, delete, delete. Maybe they think he's going to be. Whoosh, um, kicked out, or I guess or they don't care if you don't get if you don't get fired though in the first three days after the season's mm. over, you usually have a pretty good chance to stay. Well, we'll have to see what Aaron Rodgers does. If Aaron Rodgers fires him, yeah, that's a <laughs> good point too. You got to talk to the GM. All right, quick break. When we come back, we'll clean that up, and then yes, Whitlock versus Stephen A. Smith and more. Boomer and Geo at six right here on the fan. All right, great to have you with this very busy Thursday morning program for you. Boomer and Geo coming up in just a couple of minutes. What else you got, Al? Let me just clear up the thing about uh, from Taylor Luan. Please. So he was tweeting about uh, the staff of uh, Mike Vrabel because he was a former Titan, correct? Yeah. And he had tweeted, loved him as a coach, loved his coaching staff besides Keith Carter. Now, Keith Carter is the current offensive line coach for the Jets. And will be, as Rob Sala confirmed, he will be coming back a couple of days ago. He will be back, yes. Uh, so Makai Becton then posted under that, second paragraph ain't nothing but facts. <laughs> to which then uh, Brees Hall tweeted one, two, three, five laughing emojis. <laughs> so, and then another person joined in, the fracas. That was... Uh, uh, Mm, boy, these uh, things are hard to follow, Jerry. <laughs> these websites are just so hard to follow. Okay. As somebody who was uh, with them on the Falcons, uh, former Falcon fullback Patrick DeMarco, who was coached by Carter while in Atlanta, agreed with Luan by commenting on his post, Keith Carter was nobody's favorite coach, and I can say that with a lot of confidence. Wow. This man is not well-liked, Jerry. No, no, he's not. I That's... wonder if he's a warm-up show listener. That would be awesome. If so, then we love you, <laughs> And Keith. then we love you. Then we love you, Keith Carter. The question would be, I don't know. I don't know what Becton's status is. I don't know if he's on. I... Oh, so you're saying maybe he's like. I don't know if out. he's going to be back with the Jets next year. I don't oh, know maybe. that he is or he isn't. Maybe he I... thinks he isn't and he thinks it's this guy's fault. I feel like the Jets can move on from him, but I'm not, I don't know of his contract status. Yeah. I feel like I read a lot about it might have been his final. I don't know. But Brees sure. Hall, we love. Everyone Brees loves Hall, Brees Hall. Hall said he's going to be a top three running back in the league next Good. year. Yeah. Then you brought up, Jerry, there's another media war. One ends with the Rodgers Kimmel. Another begins Stephen A. Smith versus Jason Whitlock. Yeah. So Jason Whitlock has been on Twitter where he's very active. And he was uh, did a review of uh, Stephen A. Smith's book saying it's a bunch of lies and exaggerations, including about his basketball career. Right. Then Stephen A. Smith, at first, I guess he he started to kind of respond to it on his ESPN show. Okay. He did not use Whitlock's name, and the woman there, Molly, right, kept going, don't go there, don't go there, blah, 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 don't give him the time of day. Da-da. Okay. So then he... I did see one thing where Stephen A. said, I'll, I will address the fat bastard today. Yes. <laughs> 
did say Carlin reply. That now, was great. now what did I do? That was that was very funny. Good, that made me laugh. Good tweet by Chris Carlin. <laughs> but Stephen A. Smith uh, responded on his podcast last I, night. I got clips. Now, first he he put out like a teaser clip on Twitter okay. about the podcast that's coming tonight, yeah. and it was a two minute warning essentially that uh, listen, I called my pastor, I called ESPN. I asked for forgiveness for what I'm about to do in going in and going after yeah. uh, Jason Whitlock. Yeah. And then he proceeded. All the things I saw were even calling him a fat bastard, a fat piece of bl- blank. Yeah, I mean, would you want to hear some? Sure. Uh, so this one, uh, you know, when they say if no one shows up at your funeral, you're probably oh, not yeah. a good person, right? I don't know of another human being worse than Jason Whitlock. He is a piece of shit. He's the dude that's going to have a funeral and ain't going to be no pallbearers. Uh, I'm I'm not going to play them all, but he basically says he's liked by nobody. Everyone knows. All the executives at all the networks, (laughs) they know what a piece of shit he is. Damn. And they begged me not to do this. But even my pastor, A.R. Bernard, said, I'm not happy about it. But every now and then we gotta do what we gotta do. Ooh, the pastor gave him gave him a pass. I like this one. He's like, I'm a forgiving person. However, this is the exception. I hate this bastard. <laughs> wow. I mean, this is, and then um, this is really extreme with how bad he, he is calling Whitlock. He is the worst human being any of you will ever meet. You get within a mile of his presence. Wrap your arms around yourself to protect your soul. He is Cain. He is a devil. Wow. I enjoy following him on Twitter. Oh, my God. This is Jason Whitlock. Yeah, I know you do. He's a controversial guy. likes to mix it up. I enjoy yes, that. Yes, he does. Uh, he responded to this on Twitter just like, like Stephen A. Smith, like this is your response because I did a I did a review on your book. Yeah. Why would you? You know, now you're gonna just attack and I guess his, he didn't like the attacks in that they're just about him being fat. Most of them, and, and also like, the worst human being. That yeah, you could I mean, ever I think meet. it's a little Good more point. than that. I mean, those were insults, but when you call someone the worst human being you'll ever meet, yeah, and that no one will be at your funeral, and then also call them a complete failure as a professional, and all mm. the executives know it. They gave him a show; it failed. Like, he went pretty hard at him. Yeah. Well, we always need a good media war, Jerry. And since we heard of the McAfee, Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy Kimmel one ending, one we got a new at, one now. I hear there's one starting at 6 o'clock, too, between Gio and Evan. Is that right? No. Uh, <laughs> you got very excited, though, I for a did, second. I did, Jerry. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm just kidding. Man. Everybody's happy around here. Not Tiki. He was fired up the other day when we got that clip of him. Go kiss ass, dude. Yeah, go kiss ass, dude. <laughs> go kiss ass. I do like when there's certain people that don't get fired up. When they do get fired yeah. up and angry, then you know it's like, oh, man. Yeah, you, for sure. You, you've pissed them because off. Because if you're, if you're yelling and screaming every day, it's noise at some point. But when you selectively do it, it really means something. Right. So I agree with that. Hmm. That is true. Do you think that's why... Our fathers were the disciplinarians. They would they would scream every once in a while, and then you'd be like, mm, "I mean, you I knew take notice. You knew in my house when my father was upset. Yeah, 
same you know, year. Didn't do it often, and I think I'm kind of the same way. I mean, my kids really haven't given me too much reason to get angry at them, but the couple of times, like they know it, you know. Um, so yeah, that's possible. But they're sure. not like every day. Oh, no, damn, no, dad's no. coming home. He's gonna light no. this place up. No, no, I don't believe so at all. Matter of fact, my kids wait for me dressed for the golf course. <laughs> Are you ready yet? Can I go to the bathroom first? <laughs> so, so no, different. I don't. Not quite the same thing. When you get home, do you demand a scotch and the afternoon newspaper from your wife? You mean from myself? Yeah. <laughs> no. Do you demand home when I get home? Do you demand dinner on the table, Jerry? No. Where's my dinner? This ain't 1933, Al. Oh, those though. A little different. Hmm. Go ahead, say it. <laughs> You'd be married if it was 1933. <laughs> <laughs> 2024, Al out. Out. <laughs> it's too much of a partnership. 1950s. <laughs> I come home, I have my scotch on the rocks. Yeah, mid-50s to mid-60s. That's Al's sweet spot. <laughs> Al's oh, sweet a, spot for be a husband. Uh, you husbands. could be Ward Cleaver. You really could. Yeah. That would be right up your alley. Husbands would just come home, they'd get their drink, they'd get the evening newspaper, they'd have their dinner. You'd have to go find the beaver hiding in the uh, shower. <laughs> There's a beaver in the shower? Beaver. Oh, the beef. Yeah. Yeah. But and the there one... would be times where he did something stupid or thought he did, even though it wasn't that big a deal. And he'd be terrified that dad was coming home. Oh. And then June would have to sit down Ward when he got home as he had his little, you know, uh, uh, scotch over ice. Yeah. Got his afternoon newspaper and she would try to explain what the beef did. And then he'd be terrified upstairs and then there would be the life lesson. Oh, and He okay. would have to go up. I'm not mad at you. You did you did very well and blah, 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 blah. So why was he terrified if it was normally because just he, a life lesson? Because he thought he had done wrong. Oh, okay. And thought he was disappointing his dad. And so then Ward would have to go up and clear the air. And Wally was no help because Wally would always fan the flames, although at times he would try and take Beaver's side and try and calm him down. Hmm. The one bad thing about uh, being a husband in, in that era was you always wore a shirt and tie and slacks. Like now, even like is, when you were relaxing, you'd suppo- have slacks on. And I guess that was true because you see all the photos of guys at baseball games in shirts and ties. I yeah. always wondered, though, if that was a Hollywood thing. Or did people, but I guess if you went to mass, you went in a suit. If you went to a game, you went in a shirt and tie and a, and a jacket. Yeah, I even had neighbors growing up where the men would mow the lawn in slacks. And a white t-shirt, right? <laughs> yes. Yes, I know. But I've seen slacks. I know. Yeah, well, maybe this is all they had. Or they were like, these slacks are going in the to the dry cleaner. I may as well cut the lawn I in. I guess, them. yeah. Or maybe my dad like, always cut the grass in blue jeans. Blue jeans? Yes. Yeah, my dad too. Blue jeans Blue and a jean t-shirt guy. on sa- every Saturday. Yeah. Unless we had baseball. That is true. Yeah, my dad was a blue jeans guy also. No slacks, no khakis. Now we're so lazy, we all hire people to cut our grass. <laughs> even, oh, my gosh. Even those of us that can't afford it. Our, right. <laughs> our father's got to be like, what the heck is going on with these guys? I know. Although I will tell you, I did see a very cool tractor yesterday that I think I'm going to buy. A John Deere? Was it green? Uh, No. Harv- um, Harvana, what the hell is it called? Harvana? I don't know that, is that one. Is that the, I think that's what's Here's called. what I know. John Deere, Toro. Yeah, of course. Those are the two I know. And what was the Sears brand? Uh, Craftsman? Craftsman, They yeah. have tractors, too. Uh, I th- Harvonics? Harvon- I can't think of the name of it. You're going to get tractor to do your own lawn? I think I'm going to, yeah. I think I'm gonna, instead of hiring a new service, I think I'm going to hire. You know what? I got two boys. They can jump on the stupid tractor and do it. And, and they would enjoy it. Maybe you start a small business in your neighborhood. I'm not starting a lawn. No. Jerry's I, I Lawn do en- Service. I do enough. I'm not, uh, I'm not doing that. 
Well, it's, although it's a thought. Uh, we'll take a quick break. <laughs> when we come back, we'll wrap it up. We got ACG in the control room. Boomer's got to be here, too. And then uh, you guys at 6 right here on the fan. Odyssey Sports Minute brought to you by Jack Pocket. Order official state lottery games on your phone with Amy. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. Right, we got about a minute left. What else, Al? What'd you say for the end? Well, Jerry, you know, with wild card, super wild card weekend coming up, I already saw reports and photos. Snow in Kansas City. Yeah, I'm sure. Blanketed. Yeah. They better not clear that field off. I want it iced <laughs> down. <laughs> Do you think there's tarp on that field right now? Of course there is. What? Yeah. Why do I even have tarp for a football field? Not they needed, want Jerry. them to play on grass. They oh. have heaters underneath the oh, ground. Man. Oh, do they in Kansas City? Yeah. I'm sure they do. I know do. Green Bay does, right? Yes. Heaters? Yes. Yeah, Boomer didn't have heaters when he played. That's right, Al. He played like a man. Like a real on, man. On pavement with uh, green turf Ugh. on so like, it. Good news and bad news for yeah. you. Yeah. The, the bad news for you is it's going to be 38 today in Kansas City. Oh, so man. some of it could melt a little bit. Okay. The good news for you is that they're expecting another three inches of snow tomorrow. That's awesome. And then Saturday it will be about zero at game time. You know how they get some? (laughs) (laughs) I think our buzzer just went off, Jerry. The show's over. (laughs) I hit it, Eddie. WFAN. WFAN FM. WFAN FM HD1. New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.